Welcome back to another episode of Crochet Conversations. Hi everybody, we're back. It's still my birthday celebration. Yes, because we are still in the month of November. So even just last night, we were just having like some drinks with friends in yeah. our place. So it's still a full month. The party is still going on strong. <laughs> the birthday vibes are still, still you know, on. Yeah, still shimmering. happening. So we thought we'd continue with the birthday sort of theme and have another birthday-themed uh, episode. Okay. Well, not really birthday-themed, but it's more like things I could learn from being older and wiser. Ah, <laughs> with I see. The, with age. <laughs> with age, yes. I don't know about wiser, but at least I hope, you know, it's wiser. So last week, we talked about just random things about me that you didn't know. And now, this episode is going to be specifically about crochet. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should get so, back on crochet, yeah. Before we get carried away, <laughs> right? So, I'm going to talk about the five p- different pieces of advice that I would give myself uh, to my younger crochet self. Right. So, if I could talk to me from 10 years ago, because it's how long I've been doing this. Yeah. If I could talk to myself 10 years ago, these are the five different things I would tell little Ines. Yeah, not baby Ines. Little, little Ines. Ines. But little Ines needs to hear these things that I'm going to say. So I hope that you will find this interesting. And if you are, you know, guilty of any any of these things that I'm going to say, maybe take note about it as well. Yeah. And uh, let's jump right in. Number one piece of advice that little Ines needs to hear is... Don't crochet so damn tightly. (laughs) Relax. I think when you're first starting out with crochet, there's this tendency to want to overgrip things. Yeah. Maybe it's a fear of not being able to hold on to things tightly or not being able to work with your tension hand and your working hand. Yeah. So I feel like the tendency is to overgrip things. And I think for me also, it's also part of like personality. I like things to be really structured and my stitches to be really tight and neat. So that sort of translates into my work. So whatever the recommended hook size was, I always tend to go down a size or two sizes even. Oh, on even. purpose, I see. On purpose because I feel like it gives me you know, a tighter weave, a more structured fabric. Also for the things I like to do, which is like bags and something more structural, right? right? Things that I can use like baskets and whatnot. Hmm. And I feel like if I use the recommended size hook, it gives me too too little of that structure and too much drape, which I don't like. And then the downside of this is that now that I've gotten better with my work and I am more confident to move on to bigger things like clothing, now I can't drop the habit of using like a, a, a recommended size hook or, you know, crocheting looser or user, yeah. using a bigger because size hook. It has, more, it has become more like a habit. It's, yeah, it's become a habit and I find that I spend more time trying to figure out my swatch you know, before I begin the project. And actually, the problem, the solution to the problem is very simple. It's just if I use a bigger size hook. Okay, do you have to actively tell yourself to crochet not so tight? Like, 
uh, yes, mentally tell yourself. Yes, I do. I, I actively have to remind myself to do it, which is very tiring. Mm. So the way to combat that is just if I use a larger hook size, no matter how tight I crochet, it can only, oh. you know, the if I use like a 4.5 mm crochet hook, yeah. Right, the smallest that it can go is a 4.5. Okay, I see. I can what, always I see crochet saying, yeah. larger, I can't crochet smaller than the size hook itself. Ah, okay. So it's it's just that I don't like the way a larger size hook feels. Like a 4.5 millimeter hook feels really clumsy in my yeah. hand. It feels really chunky and I, I don't like that feeling. It's not just it's not what I'm used to. Yeah. But it does give me an awesome drape when it comes to clothing. And, you know, if I want to make like scarves or a top or a dress, it just gives me a nicer drape. You know, and I think that it's important to remember that the final product is more about your tension rather than the size hook. Yeah. So to give you an example, I am working with somebody now in my classes to make a bag. And she's using a 3.5 millimeter size hook with like a, a size 2 or size category 2 or 3 yarn weight okay so for her it's 3.5 millimeter hook and for me to match her tension is a 2.5 millimeter size wow hook. almost right? one size down yeah because she crochets really tightly and my 2.5 i crochet much looser hmm. so if i want to crochet really tightly like a 2.5 then obviously mine would be a lot smaller yeah but i find that with just the natural amount of give that I have in yep. my, my working tension, a 2.5 matches her 3.5, okay. which is such a difference if you think about it that yeah, way. Yeah, it is. But it works, you know. So, oh, interesting. <laughs> that would be the advice to myself is like, yeah. practice using a larger size hook. You know, you can You mean like start off with a larger size yeah, hook? Yeah, start off with a size hook that's larger than what you think you need because you can always tighten it or loosen it, you know. Yeah, accordingly, yeah. But once you get into that habit of only working with tight stitches, it's going to be so difficult. Yeah, to get out of that. To break out of it later on, yeah, that's right. Point number two is to stop buying cheap acrylic yarn just because it looks pretty. <laughs> Or just because it's on sale. <laughs> I think this is kind of the same advice I would give myself when with regards to like fast fashion. Yeah. So, you know, investing in a good quality material will give you longer lasting pieces and better looking pieces with and it also feels more luxurious. It feels, you know, it feels more long lasting. And I think that pieces that you bother to look into getting good quality like materials, yeah. raw materials would just last better in general. And like I was saying, this has got this, this is like the same advice I would give myself with fast fashion. In the previous episode, you know how we talked about, you know, what fashion trend that you wanted me to bring back. Yeah, I, yeah. I would bring back. And it's, I would, I said, you know, stop investing in fast fashion, you know, get materials that will last longer, you yeah. know, that it will stand the test of time. And I guess this is kind of similar in that sense. And what more, you're going to make these things by hand. You're going to make them. You're going to spend hours upon hours upon hours making them. Yeah, so you should invest in good quality materials. Yeah, and you want you want it to last. Yeah, this know? is something that I would tell my starter, like... Younger crochet yeah, self. Yeah, for sure. Because, it, you know, not having good yarn is just going to make things more difficult for you. And, and don't you find having bad quality or like cheap yarn actually makes your crochet life harder? It is. And that, that is something that would make it more difficult and so discouraging for me when I was starting out. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes your difficulties is not with your skill, it's it's with the yarn. Exactly, yes. And that I think people don't realise that enough. 
So in relation to this, you know, this point, I would say specifically, if I had to go back and re-choose all the yarn that I was going to buy, I would not buy acrylic and only invest in either cotton, 100% cotton, mm -hmm. either maybe milk cotton, um, or like a cotton acrylic blend. Right. You know, all specialty yarn. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I think those create really beautiful and interesting textures. But just say no to acrylic. If you're just starting out and you just want one or two balls of acrylic yarn to maybe like experiment or swatch on, then go ahead and invest in that. But if you're really looking to make like quality pieces yeah. that you can physically actually wear and that you would like like and keep in your wardrobe for yeah, a long really time. Yeah, really don't bother with acrylic. Because acrylic also doesn't wash as well. But because it's so cheap and it's always on sale and they've got really beautiful variegated patterns, yeah. it's so easy to get carried away. Yeah, enticing, right? It's so enticing, but you know, just don't bother with it. You know, if you are in a colder climate, then just get wool. You know, don't try and skimp out and get an acrylic, yeah. which is like, you know, it's kind of like a wool lookalike. Yeah. You know, and if you're in a warmer climate like us in Singapore, Definitely cotton then. Definitely cotton because it's light, it's breathable, you know, the fibres have got more loft, it's more long-lasting and just overall a much nicer feel and drape to your projects, especially if you're making clothing. For sure, good investment. Point number three would be to switch to ergonomical crochet hooks sooner. Okay. I think that it would have saved me a world of pain if I had just made that switch earlier. I think part of the reason why I didn't choose ergonomic hooks was because I just felt that it was chunky and I just don't like the feeling of not having something very streamlined mm. in my hand. It's a similar, it's sort of related to why I chose to use really small size crochet hooks rather than larger because I don't like a big chunky feeling hook in my hand. Okay, so at the beginning, what kind of hooks were you using? Um, when I first started, I was using specifically the aluminium, the Susan Boy, is it Susan Boy? Um, 3.75 millimeters crochet hook. Uh. So 3.75 is very, it's a very specific sizing yeah. and you can really only use it for category 2 or 3 size yarn. Right. And if I was using like larger size 4 or 5 worsted weight, a 3.75 is really way too small. I see. But it served the purpose that I needed at that time when I first picked it up, which was to make like a little pouch for myself. Mm -hmm. And when it's pouches, you know, you want it to be a little bit more sturdy. Yeah, for sure. And I wasn't thinking at that time about making clothing or wearable stuff. Mm. So I wasn't concerned with the lack of drape. But, you know moving forward yeah, in my, over time, in my yeah. career as a crochet artist, I want to, you know, change into, you know, really nice clothing and that uses really, really small yarn. But it's so impossible. It's not realistic to to go down a 3mm or 2.5mm in a non-ergonomic size. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know, it's, it's basically a tiny aluminium toothpick in your hand. And so because I was trying to to use really, really small crochet hooks that are not ergonomic, it started to make the muscles in my thumb and like the working muscles around my arms, yeah. you know, and my wrist, it really, really ached. And do you remember in the initial part when I started really getting custom orders? Yeah. How I had to crochet like crazy. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And you know, at the end of the day, I was just, my muscles were just sore. It was so painful. 
I yeah. was so tired. There was I was experiencing so much hand fatigue to a point that my joints felt swollen and painful. Yeah. And it just didn't occur to me to change to an ergonomic size hook. I guess because when I'm working with something really, really small, like a 2.5mm hook, yeah. I, I feel, and I think it's in my head, I think that I want to feel like I'm working with that size hook. I don't want to be uh. holding onto a fat handle, but actually the working needle is 2.5 millimeters. Right. And it feels like there's such a disparity between what I'm feeling in my hand versus what I'm actually crocheting with. But I do attribute this to me not having enough experience at that time. Right. So moving forward where I am currently, I think I'm gotten very comfortable or, or confident that I can, you know, however large a handle you give me, <laughs> it's not going to affect yeah, yeah. how I, you know, feel intuitively with the, with, you know, like the needle and, and, yeah. and the yarn because the way I see it, the crochet hook is like an extension of my hand. So when I have like a disproportionate size handle versus hook, you know, yeah, just fine. Exactly. I found that it was very weird for me. So yeah, that would be my advice to switch to ergonomic crochet hooks a lot sooner. Uh, now point number four, I think it's advice that I want to share not just with my younger self but with all of you because I think this is a very important point and I had to learn it the hard way. Okay. As with almost everything I do in crochet, right? Yeah. So point number four is Please do not sew in your ends until you are finished with your entire project. And okay. let me let me tell you why and let me go into detail with it. It's very easy to be tempted, especially if you're making a very large piece. Let's yeah. okay, let's just say for sake of conversation that we're making a blanket. Okay. Okay, a larger size blanket. And you know with a larger size blanket, you're going to need about six to seven, you know, different balls of yarn yes. in total. If you are not changing colours. If you are changing colours, it's going to be more. And it's going to be more tails yeah. you have to sew in. Yeah. And I think the temptation is to, after you finish one section, to sew in the ends there so that you cover all your bases before I you know. move on. I know I have that temptation all the time. Right? Before you move on, you yes. want to finish it. Because it's just like all over the place, you know? Like sticking outy and... <laughs> like tentacles. Yeah. And I feel like it, it obstructs me or it's like kind of like... For moving the, on yeah, right, in the with way, your project. Right. Yeah, but let me tell you, please, this is a public service announcement. Please resist the urge to sew in your ends okay. until the very end. And this is why you are not always going to like the finished product. Sometimes it takes a much larger swatch oh. for you to figure out that you don't like it. Or it could be midway in your project and then you realise shit I did something wrong here okay. you know there was an extra something that I didn't realise and it's going to affect your stitch count you know much later on depending on your pattern especially if you're working on a much larger yeah. pattern okay and I see what you're saying I'm saying this in relation I mean to a blanket but really it's like if you're making clothes or something more complex that requires you know panelling and like mosaics and you know especially if you're working with tapestry um, in a more complex form of crochet because if you decide that you want to frog it at the very end if your ends are not all sewn in you are still able to salvage that piece of yarn and okay. rewind it back into a ball at a much later yeah, stage trying if you to want. unpick what I've 
sewn in is just yeah almost yes, impossible. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I so you just want to leave the tails, let it be, let it just you know hang loose for a moment, finish your whole piece. Once you're happy with the way the piece is then you need to sort of give yourself that moment, that day or two, to slowly, yeah. you know, pour yourself a glass of wine, sit down <laughs> yeah. with some snacks, put on some good music, invite some friends over, you know. Yeah, put yourself in the hate space. Yeah, watch a show or whatever you need to do to get yourself in that yeah. correct hate space and just sew in your ends. Okay. This, the hardest part is starting because once you've started, you know, that first few ends, yeah. the rest just go really, really quickly. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure that you understand what it's yeah, like. Yeah, this is very good advice because I think intuitively, you do want to quickly sew in all the, the tails and all the ends so that you can sort of get it out of the way um, rather than Wait thinking, to the you know, end. Yeah, thinking that, okay, now I have to do all of these tails at one go. And I think that, that thought is pretty daunting as well. Yeah, but realistically, we're not always going to like the projects yeah. that we do, right? So yeah, this actually brings me on to point number five. And that is, don't try to stick it through. If there's any part of your project that you're going to hate, you know, if you start to think that you're going to hate something about it, if there's even the slightest chance, you know, my advice is to frog it immediately. Okay. Just to undo it, unravel, you know, and just rip it, rip your work right out. Because it's going to be worse if you've built on many, many rows past that little mistake site or whatever. Yeah. And you're just going to look at it and it's because you know it's there, you're always going to know it's there even yeah. if no one sees it. You know, It's, it's going to be obvious to you. It's Yeah, it's going to stick out to you like a sore thumb. And if you're making something like a crochet top, you know, or mm-hmm. like a cardigan or a kimono, you're never ever going to use it. You know, okay, another example is if you have started working, if you've already made, the, you know, a piece, a, a larger piece, maybe you've already gone to gone through two to three balls of yarn but it's in a material that you don't like say an acrylic especially Mm -hmm. if you're gonna buy or if you had bought your material online and you can't feel how the acrylic feels before you get it sometimes after you get it because you've spent that money already you want to just try and stick it through and just make the piece you're gonna make you know right yeah for sure but the more you make it the more you hate it (laughs) the more you make it the more you hate it yeah yeah but it's like you've done so much already it's such a waste you know to frog it it. but i i'm telling you please just frog it here and there you know don't don't try to think that the more you do it the more you'll like it because it never ever works out yeah the more you do it the more you're really gonna hate it because it's gonna it's not gonna feel good in your hands you're not gonna like it and the worst thing is you don't want to be spending all this time and energy and money to make something that you're never ever gonna wear yeah. It's just going to hang in your wardrobe as a reminder of what a failed project it is. And you don't want that kind of energy in yeah, your life, no. right? You yeah. don't want that. So that's why, you know, if we go back to point number four and I say don't sew in your ends, if you are in that position where you feel like you're not going to like this project, sometimes a scratchy, yucky acrylic <laughs> yarn could work well for like a pouch or like a, you know, yeah, a, some, a, some, a toy. Something else, yeah. You, you could use it for an amigurumi toy for like your neighbor's dog or your pet or your dog or something. You know, it doesn't have to be a cardigan or clothing yeah, or whatever. Yeah, for yourself, yeah. And if you sew in your ends, how in the world are you going to undo that? Yeah, it's really virtually impossible. Exactly. So, 
my advice would really be to not sew in your ends okay. until the work is done. It's 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 kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, it is. Like You've, I said, yeah. Yeah, you feel like you want to do it, but or it makes it seem like it it would make your crochet journey easier if e- I do it. You exactly. know what I mean? So my personal experience is that. I had bought this really nice variegated cotton yarn and I wanted to make something with it. But halfway through my project, I realized that I was using a size hook that was too small. I think I think I was making a scarf for a friend who was mm-hmm. going to New Zealand. And it was going to be cold and she was leaving in the middle of winter. Of, of course, this was before COVID. And I wanted to make her this scarf. And I thought, you know what? It's it's going to have different colours. It's striped. So I'm going to sew in the ends as I go along. But then I realised halfway through this scarf that... And you know, a scarf is not a, a, a small project. Yeah, it's not. So halfway through this, I realised that I was using a size hook that's too small. Oh. <laughs> Which, you know, is point number one. Right? Yeah, yeah. Point number two. Okay. And so I decided that I should frog it. Um, the problem was I only bought enough, just enough to oh, make that scarf. I so I now had to choose to cut away sections of yarn, which I had already sewn in the end. Yeah, trying to salvage it, right? And make a smaller scarf, mm. a shorter scarf, which was not what I wanted. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes when you're making scarves, you know you have to wrap it around yourself twice and you need to sort of feel, you need to be comfortable with the length. If it's too short, it's really too short. You know, if it's too long, it's going to be uncomfortable. So I had to sort of shift my ideal from what I wanted to now what I I was, you know, dealt with. Yeah. Because I chose to sew in my ends. I see. And so that was the, that was the, really the, the first time that I felt the downside to trying to be all efficient yeah, and yeah. sewing it all at once and if I didn't it would make my frogging life so much easier much yeah. much easier for sure so that's my five different pieces of advice that I would give my younger self number one don't crochet too tightly number two stop buying cheap acrylic yarn just because it's pretty on sale number three switch to ergonomic crochet hooks really really switch to ergonomic crochet hooks now even for you guys Number four, sew in your ends at the very end of your project. And number five, don't try and stick it through because you're going to hate it if there's even a chance you're not going to like. Those are mine. Uh, Mel, do you have any? Um, when I start to think, think about my crochet journey, I think that I w- should have been more confident in trying to pick it up. Oh, okay. I think initially when you're trying to share that with me, you know, to start with crochet, Uh-huh. It felt so complicated to me. Because you're not familiar with it? Yeah, correct. And I think that if I had more confidence about, uh, you know, trying to pick up this and not be so intimidated by it, you know, yeah, I yeah. think I would have realised that it, it wasn't so difficult. It's not. Yeah, I think maybe I, I need to take some responsibility in that <laughs> as well. Because clearly, the reason why you're learning crochet is because we have a crochet business, right? And when I, you know, I feel like I need you to understand a little bit more about crochet yeah. before we can effectively run this as, you know, a business partnership, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So I feel like maybe it's because you didn't have that... Um, what do I call it? That natural interest for it already. And, you know, having like a crochet teacher beside you as a partner yeah. can seem a little daunting. But do you think if you had discovered it on your own, maybe this wouldn't have been an issue? I don't 
think that I would this was something that I would probably do it on my own. You you think so? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, you don't think so. Yeah, okay, but I, I do cross stitch though. That's true. Yeah. That's so true. So I don't know whether it's can fall in the same sort of category. This but would, this would this is kind of <laughs> like a sneak peek for when March comes around and Mel has oh, her. Oh, I shouldn't have said that then. Her different things about me that you didn't know. Well, she cross stitches. <laughs> so that's also about stitches. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So I wish I could have told myself to be a bit more confident and uh, you know not be afraid to. Try something new. Or make yeah. mistakes. Because make crochet mistakes, is very yeah. forgiving in that sense. Yeah, it is, actually. Even though it doesn't seem like it. You does know. it not seem like no, it? No, it does not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and uh, I think when I started, I wanted to try so many different things. Oh, you know. the overachiever. Yeah, like suddenly I know how to do a double crochet. I can do all of this, you know. Which is not wrong, actually. Yeah, but I think I overestimated... Uh, what kind of skills or what kind mm. of research I need to do before I start on projects. Okay, so, I see. So I think my advice would be to start with small realistic projects first before trying to right. move on to bigger things. Are you referring to your granny square cardigan? Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and uh, It's just a definite yes. <laughs> yes, it is. That's the idea, granny square. Yeah, it's the idea that when you ask me what do I want, yeah. There's so many things that I want. Yeah, There's so yeah. many things that I want to incorporate. Different colours, different patterns, different stitches. And and I forget that it's not as easy as just saying, yeah, I want this to look like that. Yeah, because there's so much more work than the crochet itself. Yeah. Right? It's the stitching the squares together. It's the sewing in the ends. It's the changing colours. It's the matching a swatch tension. It's the yeah. everything else, right? And of course, if I asked you, can I do this? Your answer to me is yes, yeah, of, of course you can do this. Yeah, because that's my mindset with everybody. Yeah. You can do it, it's just whether you're willing to put, put in the work. Yeah, and then when I find out, by the time I find out this is what I want to do and I kind of set that into motion already, uh, you know, I can't really go back and say, okay, yeah, I don't because... want to incorporate this colour anymore <laughs> or, you know, I, I'm sick of, of this granny square but it, it's a granny square sweater. <laughs> I can't not do granny squares anymore. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm starting to sound so frustrated with my granny square sweater, <laughs> sweater but I did finally finish it and yeah. I was really happy with the outcome. And so, it's one of the nicest things you've created, I yeah, think. Yeah, I'm the, really proud of that. The effort, you know, the end result justifies the effort that you put in because it really looks good on you. Thank you so much. Because I know, <laughs> and I'm not just saying this because I see how much you struggle with it. I think it took you a long time. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of uh, sleepless nights. <laughs> okay. So, I did not want it to be a whip. Okay, that's for true, yeah. like a really long time. And you know, you already know from past episodes that Mel is a mono whip girl. Yeah. And I'm the poly whip girl, so... <laughs> Until she finished that granny square sweater, she refused, and I mean refused, to move on. To and something else, I was yeah. trying to tell her that sometimes you need that, you know, refresher. You need that break in, you know, in, in projects, which I firmly believe, <laughs> you know, in taking breaks from projects, hence my poly whips. But Mel was like, no way in hell, no way never. I need to complete no, this. No, I have to. Yeah, I have to go on. I need to be motivated to continue this, you know. Yeah, otherwise I'll never get to it, yeah, she says. Yeah, Which, you know, the past is in the past. Yeah. It's, okay, it's but I'm happy done. with it and, you know, definitely learn from, you know, some of the mistakes that I made initially. Yeah. Okay, so looking back at this granny square sweater per se, 
uh, what would you change about this project? I would definitely l- use a lot lesser colours, I think. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. And so that you don't have to change colours, you mean? Yes, and also I think that uh, I incorporated many different colours within one square. Mm, okay. So I think that was really difficult for me uh, going going on down the project. Yeah, yeah. right. I see. In it wasn't consistent colour changing also. So every different multicolored granny square was a different pattern on yeah, its own. Yeah, and when I got increasingly frustrated with it, it could uh you could see it in my work. Yeah, you in know your what? stitch yeah, tension, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And it could I could also see it in um um the colours that you changed. Like you wanted to incorporate less and less colour <laughs> because you just didn't want to change it like change colours so often. Yeah. And also because all the ends you had to sew in. Yeah, was yeah. Really, the ends was quite was quite bad for me. It was like 10, 10 or was it ten? I think it was ten different ends for one square. Multicolored. Yeah, multicolored square. Yeah. And my last advice to myself would be to really write down notes and be more Oh, the documentation. <laughs> what and do I always say? I know, I know. But I think initially I got really lazy with writing it down properly. It's not that I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. that I haven't figured out a way to write it in a way that I understood. And oh, right. Like to write it in your own language. Yeah. So that when, by the time I go back and refer to it again. You understand what I, you're reading. <laughs> I understand what I'm actually writing about or saying because so many times when I look at the notes that I I, I note down previously, mm-hmm. I don't understand yeah. what the hell I'm I'm writing or yeah. yeah. And this is something I'm also kind of quite aware of, which is why when I'm teaching my classes, I always tell them, you know, if they like these students, they will say, "Can you write it down for me? Can you write the instructions?" They ask for you me? to write it down. Yeah, they ask me to do it, and I always say, "I I would love to." But I'd rather not. I'd rather you write it down because you need to write it in the way that you it makes sense to you. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to say it to you when you go home and you, I'm not there to say it to you in my voice, yeah. in my, you know, style. You, you probably just, won't understand. Exactly. And you need to do it in the way that makes sense to you. So if you need to tell yourself, you know, yarn over pull up, yarn over pull through two, or, you know, go into this stitch or go into this hole, you know, if that's the if that's the language you want to use for yourself, then that needs to be written down. It needs to be translated into your own notebook. Yeah, exactly. In the way you understand. And if you need to write notes, if you need to, you know, change the colour of your pen or sticky note this or sticky yeah. note that, then you should do it in the way that makes sense to you because yeah. this is an individualised project. Yeah, exactly. I needed more time to practice and really do it properly because I think initially uh, I was just scribbling down Yeah, I think like initially notes. you were writing down what I was saying verbatim. Uh, yes, yeah. You know, whatever I said, you literally just took it and, and pasted it on the paper. <laughs> yeah, so many times I had to go back to you and say, uh, what was this pattern again? Yeah, I, but I, I, I think, don't remember. I think that you got to this point a lot faster than most people do though. Uh, also because I'm less patient when it comes to teaching you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I keep saying, I've already told this to you. Why do you keep asking? I've said it to you so many times, you know. Yeah. You've heard me teach this so many times. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you were kind of forced out of necessity to yeah. like pick okay, it up. Okay, fine. I'll figure it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you know, that's the best way to learn. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. And I think that you've done, like, as I was saying, that you got to this point a lot faster because I know, like, I can say this now because now I'm good at it. But when I first started, 
I did not start documenting things until maybe like my second year into crochet. Oh, you too. As in, you yeah, didn't, I didn't practice so that. What I was not in the habit to do it, and I didn't even feel like I needed to do it. Right. I just thought, you know, if I need to do something, I need. To, I'll just go back to YouTube, find out, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and do it. But at that time, ten years ago, YouTube was not so consistent as it is now. That's true. But it doesn't. It didn't work off algorithms or you know, whatever else you know, like currently. Yeah. So a lot of these people would take down videos and re-upload them. Ah. Or they would redo those videos. And or... you probably can't find the same video again. Yeah, and That's I just what, couldn't yeah. find the video. And at that time, it wasn't so easy just to search, you know, search things up. Um, there wasn't a notification bell. It was just a subscribe or not subscribe. You don't yeah. even get informed when they upload a video. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, it's a lot harder to go back to where you found that original piece of information. Yeah. So for the first year or so, I was sort of struggling with like, what did I do here? What did I do here? And... Because I didn't write it down, I didn't even know the name of the stitch <laughs> to go find it on YouTube. I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That That is important. You know, so that was my problem. And I think at some point, I just got fed up and I just decided that, you know what? I'm just going to write this shit down. And I started writing on post-it notes. Mm. And then it was a bunch of post-it notes that I felt that I needed to, you know, translate it to a notebook so I just pasted the post-it notes <laughs> in the notebook okay I, whatever works right yeah whatever yeah. works but that works for me you see and you need to find something that works for yourself yeah for sure and so yeah this is really good advice you know for you if you're a beginner if you're beginning in your crochet journey you know take my failed mistakes, you know, and take my mistakes and learn from, from it, you know. Hopefully, you don't have to suffer the same frustration as we yeah, did. Don't have to learn it the hard way, yo. Yeah, take my advice and, you know, do it. And I think the important thing to remember is to, you know, don't sew in your ends until the very end. I think <laughs> That's like the, the main point. The main point. And I feel really, really strongly about that point. So let me know what you think about this. If there are any any advice that you feel like we need to know or I need to know too, I would love to hear it because I'm all in favor of improving yeah. what I do. And so I would love to hear from you guys what your tips yeah. and tricks or are. Or like mistakes that you guys have also gone through and think that is important to let to your let us know, yeah. yeah, your younger self know and and you know just share that with us. And so you can message us on Instagram or Facebook. You can send us a text there. We are at Crooked Crochet SG or you can WhatsApp us at 91272743 and I'd love to reply. Uh, or you can email us at crookedcrochetsg at gmail.com. Please be sure to leave a statement saying that you are coming from the podcast and you'd like this to be included as part of the podcast. Otherwise, I wouldn't know to include it as part of this next few episodes. And uh, please check back with us every Sunday at 12 noon for new episodes. Yeah, and I think we've come to the end of this episode. I hope you learned something interesting. And I will see you next week in the next one. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.